All right, going to talk about physical activity today on Who Cares About Men's Health. You know, it's funny because if we saw an ad for a pill that offers all the benefits of physical activity, everybody in the world would take it. But, you know, a lot of times it can be a struggle to get in that physical activity. You know, a lot of us have overloaded schedules, maybe sedentary jobs, uh, maybe you don't know where to start, maybe you just don't enjoy it. So this is episode number two of uh, five of our core four back to basic series of uh, physical activity. So if you struggle with getting enough physical activity or don't know where to start, uh, this episode's for you. So today's crew, we've got me. My name's Scott Singpill. I bring the BS. And uh, the physical activity I like to get engaged in is uh, I like to strength train, run, and chase my dog, Murphy. The MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen, what kind of physical activity do you like? Uh, Scott, you know, I resolved a long time ago I wasn't going to talk about running anymore on this podcast, but <laughs> since you're baiting me into doing that, I'll say I like to run. Yep, a lot. He likes to run a lot. A lot. Uh, we also have Mitch Sears on the show. What do you like to do? I'm still figuring it out. Okay. <laughs> and nutritionist Thunder Jalili, who, by the way, his idea of physical activity is saving babies from oncoming buses, and he does it daily. Uh, <laughs> what else do you like to do, Thunder? That, that about sums it up. It's 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 a very you know tedious task. Um, no, I, I I like to um I like to ride mountain bikes and road bikes. I like to ski, um, and I also like to strength train. So those are those are my main ones. All right. And before we get into this, I think it's important to say we choose physical activity over exercise very intentionally because some people don't like to exercise, but you can still get physical activity without exercising. And we'll get into a little bit of that later, uh, along with some of the things that have worked for us to try to get more physical activity in our life. So let's first of all, before we get to the advice, start with uh, Thunder and Troy. And I think most men understand the benefits of physical activity. We know we have to move, but for whatever reason, if we're not, there's some reason. But let's go down a quick list of some of the benefits because it's amazing. You know, it is amazing, Scott. And I love that you said if we had a pill that claimed to do what physical activity can do, we would all take it. And I am more and more convinced as I work in the ER and I take care of people who, you know, maybe haven't had a lot of activity or coming with heart attacks or diabetes and complications of that. I'm more and more convinced that, you know, yeah, we can do certain things and we can give certain pills to treat these things, but the best remedy, it's kind of cliche, the best remedy really is prevention. And that's what physical activity does. So just a few of the things, you know, that that I've found just in searching through the literature and, and looking at different studies that are very clear is that physical activity reduces your risk of cancer. And that's a huge thing because, you know, most people, maybe not most, but, you know, 45% of so people in the course of their lifetime will get cancer. And half those cancers are going to be fatal. Anything you can do to reduce that risk is definitely time well invested. Um, there's also the brain health. You know, we've talked about that before as well, just helping you think more clearly, helping with mental health, helping you sleep better. I think we all know those things. And I think a lot of us like to exercise because we just feel better. We have a better mood. We're happier. We have a better outlook. We feel more optimistic and we're tired and we sleep well at night. And then, of course, you know, the other obvious thing I think we all think about with exercise, it reduces your blood pressure. Um, again, I think it's much more effective than medication at reducing blood pressure. If I were to tell anyone anything who comes in with high blood pressure in the ER, my first recommendation is focus on diet and exercise, heavy emphasis on exercise. It's going to reduce your blood pressure, potentially avoid medication. So um, there's also a few other benefits of physical activity that we should highlight. One is it improves insulin sensitivity. And that's a really important one. As, as we get older, you know, we tend to become a little bit insulin resistant, especially if, um, you know, that's accompanied by weight gain. And so physical activity um, improves insulin sensitivity and, uh, you know, keeps us from gaining weight. So that can prevent diabetes. And actually, 
even people that have type 2 diabetes can improve their insulin sensitivity by physical activity that helps them lose weight. And uh, one other one that, that we haven't mentioned is people who exercise regularly, particularly um, aerobic exercise, they actually are better at burning fat too. So they, they have this, this enhanced efficiency of, of, of burning fat. And I think that's something that everybody you know, would, would, would like to have. Uh, and, you know, one other thing too, Thunder, I love about exercise, and this isn't just something, you know, like you say, well, you know, people exercise, look younger, like on a molecular level, studies have actually looked at at what happens when people exercise and have taken people who aren't exercising, look at them after exercise, it reduces the aging process. So if you want to stay young, exercise, it's, it's really remarkable what happens just, you know, on a cellular level with exercise. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. And I, you know, I want to throw in a really quick, cool example that relates to the blood pressure comment you made, Troy. Um, so exercise improves the function of the cells that line your blood pressure and it changes them, you know, at this molecular level to allow them to make the factors that allow your dilate or your blood vessels to dilate and that lowers your blood pressure. So it's the exercise that's causing these molecular changes in those cells that line the blood vessels. Very yeah. cool stuff. It is so cool. Yeah. And along with that, you know, anytime you're talking about that sort of process, you're talking about reduced risk of heart attack, reduced risk of stroke, decreased risk of, you know, crazy, awful diseases or processes like aortic dissection where the aorta can tear, you know, these sorts of things. Anytime you're exercising, you're improving that blood vessel. Um, and you know, like you said, the lining of the blood vessels and you're reducing your risk of these other, other disease processes. So tons of benefits. Like you said, Scott, it really is a miracle drug. Like if we marketed this, this would be a, you know, talk about these blockbuster drugs. This would be the blockbuster drug. Right. And, uh, it comes back to our thesis of this podcast, the core four, if you focus on nutrition, activity, sleep, your emotional health, and then take a look at your genetics you know, that can go a long way to making you feel good now and in the future. And I think you really just really outlined how powerful exercise is. Um, what is physical activity or exercise? I, I think that that word is important because exercise can limit how we think about getting out and moving around. And we might go, well, I don't have time to exercise because that means going to a gym or that means this scheduled thing in my day. But it's really about physical activity. It's about moving more, finding opportunities to move around more, and also incorporating, you know, some of those other things into our life. But what does exercise mean to you, Thunder? So, or physical activity, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it actually means, you know, what you were saying. Uh, I have, you know, I engage in physical activity. Some of it is kind of necessary physical activity, like if I have something I need to do around the house or around the yard. Let's say I have to, you know, I have to do vacuuming. It's my turn for that, or I have to mow the lawn or, you know, planning something that's, that's physical activity. Um, now that's not necessarily fun for me. <laughs> it's a necessary evil. You know, I have to do it, but I recognize that counts as my physical activity. And then for me, exercise is usually something that's fun. Uh, like I like to ride my bike. So yeah, it's exercise, but I do it because it's also fun. Um, skiing is another example. So, so that's kind of how I approach the whole realm of physical activity and exercise. Mitch, how about you? What does physical activity mean to you? Well, You're for me, kind of searching a little bit. So yeah, I'll be interested yeah. to hear what your answer is here. Well, it's interesting because it used to be like exercise is what made you like the most banging. Like that was like the goal of <laughs> the most banging, the most banging. <laughs> like that was kind of the goal from like high school through college. And it has shifted. And for me, 
making sure that I get enough physical activity is ultimately kind of investing in myself because I do not want to be feeble. I do not want to be old and decrepit. I want to be able to continue to like live my life to the fullest for the rest of my life. And I know that by getting more active, by making sure that I prioritize physical activity, even now in my 30s, it's going to pay off a lot later and going to keep me mobile, keep me able to walk, keep me strong. Um, and for me, that's that's the real focus these days is to make sure that I can continue to live the life I want to live. So Mitch, you you and I are trying to trying not to see Troy in a professional capacity. That's right. <laughs> that should be your goal in life. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> do not see me in a professional capacity. <laughs> Troy, what does physical activity mean to you? Uh, you know, to me, I think that's really kind of evolved over time in terms of how I look at physical activity. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges I see, I just feel like in so often, we just feel like physical activity has to be dedicated time at the gym. And that's kind of what Thunder and Mitch have both talked about, but it had to be like, okay, I'm going to the gym. This is my physical activity. Or I think now I like to look at it just as more, that's your lifestyle. It's what you do. For me, physical activity is having something I can do every day that's sustainable. And I like to have it and I like to do it. And I like knowing that even if I'm not feeling well, even if it's raining outside, even if, you know, just it's late and I'm tired or whatever it is, I can go out and do that. And I know I can do it every day. And that that's for me, that's, that's what works. But I think, you know, larger than that, it's just like, again, I think it comes down to, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's incorporating that where it's just part of our lifestyle. It's not like I'm um, just trying to carve out time, dedicated exercise, just like, Hey, this is what I do. I do it every day. And, um, and I enjoy it and it's just part of who I am. So um, that's, I don't know. I, I feel like to really make it sustainable um, where it's not just a chore, I think you kind of have to just, you know, get to that point, hopefully where you can kind of feel that way. Physical activity for me is my time. Uh, and unlike you, Troy, I like working out in the gym. I like going and lifting weights, uh, although I don't lift very heavy weights. I think there was a woman next to me squatting more than I could ever squat, but uh, I just enjoy that. I enjoy feeling my body move. Um, and it's also my time when uh, uh, I want to get away from everything else. I know I can do that. And much like Mitch, I started out wanting to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm -hmm. right? And then as I've aged, it has truly become, I just want to be able to wake up in the morning and get out of bed without hurting. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I just want to be able to, I see older people and you see both examples of this. You see older people that have really worked on that and they are vibrant and they're still getting around and they're enjoying their life. And you've seen older people who have not, and it's a whole different situation. And I want to avoid being the, or not. So that, you know, it's the anti-aging part of it, I think for me as well. Yeah. And I think hearing all this too, I think the definition of physical activity, we've all had different definitions. It's different for everyone. I think you just find what works for you to get you moving. You know, if you like the structure, if you like the gym, you do it. If you like to ride bikes, like I don't like riding a bike. I just, I'll admit it. I just don't, I don't enjoy it. I've tried it and I've, and I commuted to work on a bike for like a year and a half. And I just like, I don't like it. So, but I think you just find what works for you and what you enjoy and just, you know, make it sustainable, make it, make it fun and uh, make it something you can do every day. All right. So a common question that people have is how much physical activity do you need? And like, what's the intensity? So we're going to talk about 
kind of the physical activity basics right now. And this is for adults. So it's, it's different for kids and older adults and people with chronic disease and pregnant women. So this is for healthy adults. Um, and Mitch, why don't you go ahead and cover that? Yeah, so the research kind of shows five main things that really are like the basic, basic stuff that'll really kind of improve your health um, and make sure that you are getting the physical activity that you need. Um, the very first one is to move more and sit less throughout the day. So whenever you possibly can, try to get up, try to move a little bit. And, you know, the body was made to move. So try to make sure that you're moving more throughout the day. Uh, number two, uh, for the most substantial health benefits, uh, try to shoot for 150 to 300 minutes of moderate activity weekly. Um, kind of anything that gets your heart beating faster, like a brisk walk or going upstairs, something along those lines. So again, 150 to 300. So that's what, 30 minutes, five times a week or more? Yeah, so 30 minutes. And I, I like too, Mitch, how you said there, just brisk walking. Like you go out mm -hmm. for a 30 minute walk at lunch or maybe you have a couple of breaks, you do like two 15 minute brisk walks, you're good right there, yeah. five days. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to go and like slam weights at a gym. You can get activity just by moving your body, right? Yeah. And then the kind of thing for people who are maybe a little tighter on time, you can get the same kind of benefits if you do 70 to 150 minutes of what they call vigorous activity. And this is equivalent to a jog, a run, getting your, getting your heart rate that much higher. So really kind of if you can get a mix of these two, if you can just kind of shoot to try to get 30 minutes a day, you're going to see the most health benefits for yourself. Hey, I'd like to throw one thing, one other thought into that. Um, if you're going to do 15 minutes of vigorous exercise, like we've been talking about, it is important to build in a warm-up period so you don't go from zero to 100 instantly mm. and like pull something. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and, and that warm-up exercise actually kind of goes in that um, moderate exercise category. So if you're going to do like like a like a run, you know, brisk walk five minutes, uh, kick it to a slow jog for five minutes, and then run really hard for 15 minutes. And, you know, you've covered a lot of ground there. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and then you're looking at, you know, an additional 75 minutes of moderate exercise plus 75 of vigorous mm -hmm. exercise. So yeah. that's yeah. a pretty good combination. Yeah, yeah. And the research has shown that if you do go above that 300 minutes or that 150 minutes, it does provide additional benefits. Uh, it was a little unclear as to kind of where the yeah. point of no return is on that, but, um, you know. Well, I think the point of no return is uh, if you get in situations where people are exercising so much that they're increasing their risk of injury oh, um, sure. and they're exercising maybe through injuries like stress fractures or pulled muscles or things like that. So, so I guess there's an upper limit of, of where common sense kicks in. Yeah. And Scott, you've talked before. I remember when you talked about an article about, um, I think it was a trainer who talked about how we don't necessarily overtrain, we under recover. So I think, you, you know, you always need to think about recovery, like Thunder said, stretching, making sure you're, you know, balancing that, that vigorous exercise out appropriately. But, but yeah, but if you're getting over 300 minutes a week, more power to you. That's, that's great. I love that term under recover. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think about that a lot. That's, I, I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you get older, that's, you know, that's something that's legitimately you should, you should think about because, you know, if you don't recover and you kind of tweaking, you know, knees or back or this and that, that's a serious disincentive to exercise. So number three is to try to shoot to get some sort of muscle strengthening activity um, that works all your muscle groups a little harder than you usually do on a day-to-day -day basis, two or more days a week. 
Um, so this is so it's not just getting your cardio doing well with the stuff we had before, but also making sure that your muscles are staying strong and that you're able to do the things that you want to do. And muscle strengthening activities, as we've talked about on the podcast, could be a lot of things. It could be resistance bands. That's, you know, doing a little bit more work than you'd normally be doing. It could be uh, kettlebells, if you like kettlebells. It could be body weight exercises. I mean, if you can't control your body weight in a squat, which at one point I couldn't, um, you know, or do a lunge, you know, at one point I couldn't, then, you know, that's working your muscles harder. So don't just think that that strength training or that muscle strengthening activity has to be, you go to the gym and you lift the heavy iron. Yeah. That's such a great point, Scott. Um, I, I bring that up a lot to older people, um, about the benefits of strength training and try to dispel the myth that, you know, look, you're 70 years old, but it's still, you should be doing some sort of strength training because it's good for you. It's good for your balance. It doesn't have to be you're going in the gym and trying to, you know, lift the weights of a 25-year-old. It can be body weight exercises or those exact things that you mentioned. So that's really cool you brought that up. And I'm also going to say, I used to volunteer at the YMCA in this room called the Nautilus Room, and it was um, weightlifting machines. And we had some elderly clientele that came in that I, there was a couple of instances where these individuals were walking with walkers and they couldn't bend down to pick their keys up off the floor if they dropped them. And after six months and they, you know, they didn't use the whole stack, right? They were using maybe a plate or two. Uh, It was astounding how much difference that made. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's supported by studies in the literature too. Um, And I think it's underestimated. Like you said, um, you don't need to throw around hundreds of pounds for that. You know, it can literally be lightweight as long as it's a, it's a routine. So Scott, I'm going to share with you my strength training routine and you guys tell me if I'm off here, but this is, this is all I do. I do push-ups every day. I do sit-ups. I do some squats. Um, and then I'll do some curls or, um, uh, I've got just a, a pull-up bar and, uh, then along with that, I'll do stretching, foam rolling, but that's what I do every day. And, uh, it takes like, I can do all that. And then stretching, I can do all that in about 10 minutes. Um, I guess by saying this, I'm just trying to say that I feel like you can also incorporate this into your routine and it doesn't have to, again, it doesn't have to be a huge time investment. Like, I feel like I get a pretty good yield out of that. Um, I'm not going to the gym, I'm not using machines or anything. And, you know, I feel like I'm able to maintain some body mass, even though I am running a lot as well. Um, and it, you know, so I think by, I'm just trying to say that it doesn't have to be a huge time investment. I think it's it's easy to do body resistance and just like some basic weights or pull-up bar and and get that benefit. Yeah. He's, Troy, I think you hit on a good thing too. You know, there's, in my mind, um, and, you know, see what you guys think of this, but I think there's a difference between exercise for maintaining some level of health and mobility versus exercise to improve performance in a specific task or sport. So exercise to improve sports performance is different, you know, a lot of weights, a lot more time, a lot more intensity, but, but physical activity exercise to maintain a general level of health and mobility is not the same as that. So sometimes people put both of those in the same category and it makes it a little more intimidating to start exercising because they're imagining the Olympic athlete, you know, training for the, for the summer Olympics or something or winter Olympics since they're going on right now. Yeah. Or the commercials for the shoes or any, you know, any of that kind of yeah. stuff, any of the visual images we're seeing in the <laughs> movies, magazines, TV. 
Yeah, like like those commercials for sports drinks. I mean, if I trained out hard, I'd just I'd drop dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. I don't I actually don't believe that, Thunder. I think you probably do, and you're just trying to make us feel better. So thank <laughs> exactly. you for that. Exactly. Thanks, Thunder. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I am not going for that. I'm not going for bulk. I'm not going for, you know, that kind of look. I just wanted maintain some muscle mass and not just have, you know, just running a lot and just losing muscle mass. So that's all I'm going for, maintaining muscle mass, maintaining mobility. Again, like we talked about, I think you just find what works for you. Uh, But I think you can do stuff just with a very short period of time, uh, just using body resistance and just some basic weights or pull up bar or something like that. So number four is if you're just starting out to take it slow. And this is one that I really kind of uh, jive with because when I first started running for the very first time, um, it's so much nicer to start very, very slow and build up to something like you don't have to be running a six minute mile at the start, right? Um, that's going to give you more, make you more prone to injuries. You're going to wear out faster. Just, you know, start where you're at and work from there. And then number five is to always aim for sustainable. Um, the kind of work that you're doing is a lifetime commitment. Yeah. And it's a, it's a quick point there, but I think in my mind, that's like the number one thing. I, I just feel like, so often, you you know, we go out and we want to do things and it's like a New Year's resolution or we're just going hard and we're just like, I want to just do this vigorous exercise. I'm going to do this every day and it's just not sustainable. So Thunder talked about it too. You've got to ease into it. You've got to have recovery. Um, so I think sustainable sustainability, I think, really should be the number one goal as you get into something or you, you try and increase your exercise. Make sure it's something you can do and feel comfortable doing in the long term. All right, it's time where we're going to talk about three things that have worked for each of us, uh, whether that's a specific habit or a mindset or a change. Hopefully, maybe this might work for you. Uh, so here's how we're going to go. We're going to just go around the circle here. Each person's going to say one, and then uh, we'll move on to the next person. So let's go ahead and start with Thunder. Okay, I'm going to start things off by cheating because I have two things, not three. <laughs> I, and maybe my two things can be stretched out. But So here they are. So my number one... Um, most important thing is things that are fun. Um, you know, earlier I talked about how there's some physical physical activity I do because I have to do it. I got to take care of things around the house, you know, have to mow the lawn, you know, things like that. So, okay, that counts. But the big one for me is things that are fun. So all the exercises I do, I do them because I actually enjoy doing them. I look, I look forward to getting on my bike and doing a bike ride. I look forward to skiing. Um, like you, Scott, I like going to the gym, you know, there's definitely exercises I don't like to do at the gym, but there's a lot of stuff I like to do. And I look forward to that. That is really important because if you put someone on an exercise plan of stuff they don't like to do guaranteed, it is not going to last no matter how badly they want to get fit or, or, or lose weight or anything. So that's my number one. Fun, fun, fun. Make sure it's fun. Yeah, making it fun. You know, sustainability, as was mentioned earlier, is probably one of the most important things. So if it's not fun, it's not sustainable. Uh, great one. Uh, Troy, what do you got? I like it, Thunder. Yeah, make it fun. And who would want to do something fun every day? The thing for me is to do it every day. That's that's what works for me. And the reason I do it every day, I exercise every day. And for me, again, it's running. Uh, it's because then I don't say to myself, well, I'm going to do it tomorrow because I know I'm going to do it today. So it's not like I'm like, I'm going to do this three days a week. Uh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then I keep putting it off. And then by the end of the week, I've done it maybe once or twice. So that works for me. Just do it every day. I don't know how you do it, man. I just don't know how you do it. But Mitch, what do you got? So I'm going to start with the idea that it to focus less on the results 
and more about the practice of doing the physical activity. That's been the biggest change for me and the biggest thing that has kind of led to me getting more physical activity all the time is that rather than stepping on that scale every day and being like, mm, why am I not losing any weight? Or like making, or like, why am I not like getting jacked? Like just, hey, you have an hour to yourself. You have an hour to work on your body. You have an hour to invest in yourself. And that is the biggest bit of successful like mind change that I've had in the recent years. My first one speaks to uh, a bit how of our cultures defined exercise and as a result, how I had defined exercise for a long time. And I think this is also since it's a men's health podcast, we should talk about how masculinity can kind of mess things up. And it's been alluded to before, um, but it's redefining what strength training is. Thunder, I thought you um, talked about just brilliantly. There's two different types of strength training. There's, you know, athletic training and then there's training just for life, just to maintain and just to feel good. And for a long time, uh, I relate to what Mitch said. I wanted to have, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger body. And then later on in my life, uh, you know, my, my standards got lower and lower as I went. And, um, you know, sometimes it's not beneficial to your health because I would go into the gym and I would lift more weight than I probably was capable of doing. I was compromising my form. I was working out probably more often than I should, all in pursuit of this ideal of what exercise should do for you. Uh, and when I first realized that it, you know, strength training is something that should make me feel good and I should feel energized when I leave the gym and I should be able to do the things I want to do in life and not be not able to squat down, you know, for four days later, that's more sustainable and I enjoy it. And I don't get stressed about how strong I'm getting. Uh, you can apply this to running as well. It doesn't matter how fast you run or how out of breath you might be. You know, it takes a little bit of swallowing the pride and putting the ego aside. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll tell you, if you can do that, uh, for me, that has made a huge difference in the enjoyment that I have in strength training. Yeah. And I, and Scott, I am convinced that for a lot of us, we are just never going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's, there's just no way we could ever bulk up like that. I mean, I don't know how many times in my life I went through these phases and I went to the gym and I was like, I'm just going hard every day and I'm going to look like that. I don't care what I did. I'm not going to look like that. Like, you know, it's just, but, but I, but it's a good idea. I think, like you said, just to kind of redefine our goals and, and not necessarily go for that, but just go for, yeah, go for that health, go for that capability to do new things and have range of motion and, and joint health and all those other things that are really important in the long term. You know, in all fairness, I got to say that Schwarzenegger doesn't look like Schwarzenegger anymore. And yeah, that's true. the image that we're <laughs> thinking was was pharmacologically enhanced. Yes, so. Yeah, right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's still a thing, right? Like still yeah, that is brain. that is what's portrayed as the epitome of health. The guy that's on the cover yeah. of the men's health magazine, that is what healthy looks like. Uh we talked to Rashigo, the bodybuilder on the podcast. We've realized that takes a lot of work. It takes mm -hmm. uh, a gift of genetics. And it also like he could look like a normal guy one day and he has to do all sorts of crazy things with his diet to look like the guy on the cover yeah. of Men's Health magazine. True. So I, I think, you know, getting over this notion that that's what we need to look like and that's the means to the end of strength training. That is what's made a big difference to me. Who did I start with? Did I start with uh, Thunder? Yeah, you started with me and, and I want to throw one more um, point in there for 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 us to talk about and. That is another motivation for me, and I know this is the same motivation for you, Scott, because you already mentioned it, is the joy of 
of movement and being able to do certain things, you know, um, to, you know, my, I can do a squat without losing my balance. I can do, you know, 15 pull-ups, like things like that. Like that's, that's like a lot of satisfaction. That's part of what makes it fun. And it, uh, adds this like element of like, you know, joy and appreciation. So I think that's an, for me, that's an important part of my exercise routine. And, and, you know, I, like I said, I know you're, you feel the same way, Scott, like I can go mow the lawn, even though I hate to do it. It's not a big deal. It doesn't, you know, phase me one way or the other, because I do enough exercise to be able to do tasks like that. You know, I can pick up my daughter and it doesn't, you know, blow out my back, you know, things like that. The joy of being able to move. Troy. Uh, you know, Scott, my, also another thing that works for me is to bring a dog. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't even know if you need dog. to expand on that. I think we could just, I think we could just move to Mitch at this point. <laughs> my larger point dog. there, my larger point there is accountability. I, I feel accountable to my dog. And there are times when I've asked myself, why am I doing this? And she gets on the bed at five in the morning and she lies <laughs> right against my legs. So she knows when I gets up, when I, when I get up and then she just watches me, she watches everything I do because she wants to go running. So I think whatever works for you, if it's friends, whatever, you know, whatever form of accountability, I think having that makes exercise a whole lot easier because then you're like, Hey, it's not just for me. It's for this dog or this person or whatever else. I think it, it makes a big difference. Troy, can you imagine how fit you would be if your dog had longer legs? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Troy has a corgi, so I mean. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about this corgi, Thunder. I don't know if you know this. This corgi has run a marathon with me. <laughs> no way. She has run a marathon. She's a crazy little beast. Like she, she does five miles every day like it's nothing. And yeah, she, she's a crazy beast. So yeah, so she just, she did it, but she, she loves to run. Mitch, go ahead. So mine that took me a while to figure out is to be skeptical of the bros on Reddit there. <laughs> and like, that is exactly the response we need because it, ha I have had so many bad experiences when I try the way they like to eat, the way they like to work out the weird kind of, you know, they use acronyms like PPLs and macros and whatever. And it's like, why don't you just find something that works for you? It's these people on the internet don't necessarily know everything. And it is much better to find something that works for you, that feels comfortable for you, rather than measuring yourself up against some people that live on the internet talking about fitness. And say, this is what fitness looks like. Yes. Right? It comes back to that again, right? That's really what they're selling, is that mm -hmm. this is what fitness looks mm -hmm. like. Uh, you know, and that, that it's not. No. <laughs> you know? No. It's not. <laughs> so. Yeah. My second one is, if you don't know where to start with strength, uh, exercises, know these five body movement patterns and do one exercise a day that focuses on each one of them. Uh, we learned this from Ernie on our show back on, um, I think it was episode, oh, episode 24, something like that. Um, so the, the movement patterns are push, pull, hip hinge, squat, and then also loaded carry, which is kind of optional. I don't really do that, but we're talking about push, which is your push ups or your shoulder presses your pulls or your back exercises, like your rows, your hip hinges are like your, you know, you're bending at the hips, like your deadlifts, that sort of thing. Squat, pretty self-explanatory. You, uh, those are your leg exercises, or you could do lunges. And then, uh, if you want to do this loaded carry, uh, you know, that's where you carry around some heavy weight and you walk around with it. So you can Google like the five movement pattern exercises and find all sorts of great ideas. Pick one that you like, 
and just do it for a period of time for each one of those movement patterns. Thunder, you said you had two. Do you have one more or no? I already talked about my second one. That was the joy of movement. All right, great. Then we're going to go on to Troy for number three. Number three, I'm going to say, give yourself an opportunity to look out from the peaks. And by that, I mean, you know, now and then we have these cool experiences with exercise. And, you know, we had an awesome time with Mitch when he prepared for the 5K. And that was like one of the peaks, having the opportunity to do the 5K. He's got family there with him. We're congratulating him. You know, give yourself a chance to do that. I think it's kind of fun. I, by saying that, I don't want to say go for results. Like, you know, you're not necessarily going for, well, I need to run this time or I need to do this certain thing. But I think just having an opportunity for me, it's like running races and I'm not doing what I do so that I'm necessarily running certain races or getting certain times, but those are just kind of like something else that's, it's a reward to, to do that and have that opportunity and have that social aspect of it. And, you know, Scott, it was so cool when you're like texting me during the Boston marathon and saying, great job. And, you know, just to have those opportunities, I think just bring some reward into it. So whatever you do, uh, try and find those opportunities to, to kind of look out from the peaks and then, you know, then you're back down in the Valley doing your daily stuff. But having that, I think makes it rewarding. Have you guys noticed that Troy's all could be put on t-shirts? Run with a dog. <laughs> right. Dog. Look out for the peaks. <laughs> look, look, look from the peaks. <laughs> You're like yeah, a these, master of the slogan. <laughs> these are all, yeah, these are all things I've seen on posters during marathons. <laughs> you know, along with things like, I run better, you run better than the government and don't poop your pants and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, we see great signs in marathons. Mm. <laughs> all right, hey, match actually, number three. I, uh, oh, go ahead. Who's jumping in with what? Um, that was me, but but um, I just thought of a third, and I don't know why I didn't <laughs> think about this earlier because it's definitely one of my keys to exercise. That is the social aspect. I have a group of friends I ski with. Um, I you know I I ski with my wife. I have a group of friends and my wife that I go biking with. I have friends that I meet at the gym. We may not do the same exercises, but you know we kind of pass each other and do a high five. I mean, so there's a big social aspect that also is a motivator. So I would look for that as well. Thunder, would you high five me if I came to the gym when you're there? <laughs> it depends how many people are around us. Who <laughs> <laughs> else is there? Right. Oh, absolutely, I'd it high depends, five you. It depends how few, how few bars I have on my bench press machine. <laughs> no, I, like, no, I'd, I'd be proud. I see. I say, you know, this is Troy, and we're just friends. We don't. I don't want to see him in a professional capacity. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> Hey, Troy, you know, Will Smith squatted the bar. So can you, you know, that's right. <laughs> you got to swallow. <laughs> Will swallow Smith made your, us feel better. <laughs> swallow your pride. That's right. Mitch, Mitch, number three. So number three for me is that just to be a little mindful and remind yourself how much better you'll feel afterwards. Because um, for me, it's been this kind of like, I will get in a funk. I will not be like feeling my absolute best self. I know if I just take that hour to like walk, even just walk around the block for an hour, I'm going to feel better afterwards. And I used to be one of those people that rolled my eyes at all those people that were like, oh, it's the high. I love it. Like, you're not going for a high. Like, I don't get the high. I just feel generally better afterwards. And if you focus when you do feel that way and remind yourself about that, it suddenly becomes a lot easier to get motivated, to get disciplined, to get out and do something. That's right. You'll never regret physical activity. Unless you injure yourself. Well, yes. Okay. All right. 
Or get frostbite. Or get frostbite. See, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to, you guys, I'm trying to write shirts like Troy, and you're ruining it for me. I'm sorry. You know, there are some exceptions. All right, my number three, and this speaks to uh, activity as a way to do the things that you want to do. Get those nagging issues handled that might keep you away from doing the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Early on in the podcast, we talked about a video from a Hollywood trainer who trains stars that are going to go into the movies. You know, like the Chris Pratts and and the guys that play Captain America and Thor and the Angelina Jolies. And he said the first thing he does with all of those people is he finds out what weaknesses, imbalances, or any sort of problems that they have. Bad knee, bad shoulder. You got to rehab that first. And I've had some things in my life that I've gone to physical therapy for. They gave me the physical therapy exercises for a long time. I thought they were ridiculous. I didn't do them. But lately, I've been doing them every morning. And I'll tell you what, it makes my experience when I go lift weights better. I'm a stronger runner now as a result of it. And I just generally feel better. So if you've got some sort of a nagging issue, you know, nobody wants to walk when their knee hurts. Uh, nobody wants to do stuff if it's not, you know, if it's painful. It's worth the money spend if your insurance doesn't cover it or if you don't have insurance. Get the exercise, get the analysis, and then do them. And it, it's, it's huge. And that's an investment in your future as well. So you're not that hunched over old person. All right. Well, I think we had a lot of good tips there. Uh, everybody feeling pretty good with theirs? Or are you going to want to trade yours for somebody else's? I feel pretty good with mine. I think it's kind of cool, too, to have a dialogue of kind of regular guys talking about physical activity. You know, not that, you know, Reddit moment like Mitch was talking about or, you know, things you see in social media, but just regular, normal people talking about what works and what doesn't work and what realistic goals are. I think there needs to be more of that conversation out there. If you want to be a part of the conversation, it's really easy to do. What works for you? What do you like? What don't you like? What piece of advice would you share? Yeah. Email us, hello at thescoperadio.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash whocaresmenshealth. Call us on our listener line, 60155-SCOPE. Our website is whocaresmenshealth.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Like Thunder said, I think this is the dialogue that needs to happen. Not someone on Reddit, not something you know like that. Just people who are just trying to make exercise part of their routine, make it sustainable. Let us know what you're doing and what works for you. Be sure to tune in to the nutrition episode, which was number one in our series of five. If you haven't checked that out, the return to basics core four. And then the next episode, we're going to talk about sleep. You're struggling with sleep, what you can do about that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about men's health.